0: please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to The Daily Doff Differently. I'm Josh Buchan.
1: Today we are looking at Yevamot 83, specifically looking at a conversation at the very, very, very bottom of 83 Aleph and continuing at the very, very top of Yevamot 83b. So the Gemara brings in an interesting Mishnah from Kilayim, and full disclosure, I had never studied anything from Kilayim before, not that I was aware of anyway, so this was a great opportunity. Uh, the Gemara is talking about the issue of consecrating something, right? So, so sort of to, to explain this issue, they bring up this this Mishnah from Kilayim where it says, if someone causes his grapevine to hang over the the produce of another person of his neighbor, right? Sort of in this case, he has consecrated his neighbor's produce. What this sort of means is that. That if I have a neighbor and I have a grapevine and my grapevine is sort of going over my property line, over the fence, whether it's metaphorical or real, into my neighbor's yard, and I have consecrated my grapevine, because my grapevine is hanging over the the crop of my neighbor, I've also inadvertently consecrated my my neighbor's property as well, right? And so in this case, the Mishnah goes on to tell us the the person who owns the grape the the grapevine, the vineyard, he must be responsible. He must pay the the financial, whatever financial loss was incurred by his neighbor's produce being rendered, consecrated, and no longer being fit for food. So whatever the value of that food was worth, the person whose vineyard was going over the property line into his neighbor's yard, he has to be responsible for paying that value. This is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. And Rabbi Yosin and Rabbi Shimon, these say something actually fairly profound. These say, Ein Adam o ser devar that a person cannot actually make forbidden an item that is not his. So the kind of reject Rabbi Meir's claim that the person has to pay has to pay like damages, because in their opinion, like this whole system doesn't make any sense. Right? In in, in their opinion, this to take sort of like a modern example, if I have a neighbor who has a Bentley, let's say. I couldn't be like, oh, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I get to drive the Bentley. My neighbor would be like, why? Like, on what basis? It's my Bentley. And I could say, no, 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 like, it's mine. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, I get to drive it. right? And Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon are rejecting the whole premise of that claim. They're saying that a person cannot cannot have any sort of responsibility or not take ownership or not sort of make some claim for his neighbor's property. And Rabbi Meir, Meir's opinion is sort of the opposite, right? He's saying that, that that really we can, that we can sort of take responsibility or sort of take ownership over something that someone else owns. And on a deeper level, what this question is sort of all about is about the question of what it means to own something and what ownership looks like, right? We, we sort of think that all the stuff that we have is ours, right? I think, oh, I've earned this, this computer, this, whatever I have, this stuff is mine, but... But really, you know, theologically speaking, everything that we have comes from God and is a gift from God and ultimately belongs to God. The, the Masorah sort of makes this claim pretty explicitly. And sort of nowhere is this better seen than in cases of agricultural, agricultural laws. Right. You know, it says in sort of the in the Shema, we say, Right. So God says "Then I will provide rain for your land in the proper time the early rain, the late rain, in order so that you may gather in your grain. And right, it also says, V'natati besadecha And God said, I will provide sort of grass in your field for your cattle. Right? So, so all of this produce that we have that we think is ours, it really belongs to God and it really comes from God. And, and I think that for many people who really connect with God and connect with the divine out in nature, you know, this is really obvious that people go out to a forest you go out to a beautiful stream, or to some mountains, or even to the desert, and it's really apparent that you're in a place of holiness that sort of belongs to God. And we think that we, when we live in our society, when we come back to the cities and our houses and our apartments and all of our stuff, that oh, that shift suddenly changes, and all of a sudden, everything we have then we think belongs to us. But, but really, you know, according to Rabbi Meir, that's not the case, right? Rabbi Meir sort of recognizing that everything that we have is from God, and. This sort of reminds me of, a, there's a really amazing Midrash, actually, about Rabbi Meir and his wife. And the, the Midrash basically says that, that over Shabbos, two, two of, or both of Rabbi Meir's sons, die suddenly on Shabbos. And his wife doesn't sort of want to upset Rabbi Meir on Shabbat by sort of bringing him this bad news. So she waits until after Shabbat ends, until after they do Havdalah. And then she sort of tells her husband, Rabbi Meir, this parable. She says, sort of some some time ago, I was given this really precious treasure to keep, and now the owner wants it back, right? Do I have to return it?" And Rabbi Meir thinks about it, and he responds, "Of course you have to return it. Of course, it doesn't belong to you." And after he says this, I just imagine this scene that this sort of this sort of pause, this, this lull, and something passes over her face. And she takes Rabbi Meir and she leads him over to where the bodies of their of of his two sons are and she shows him his two sons and she says these are the treasures and God has taken them back right so Rabbi Meir is someone who really understands this concept the the thing that he's preaching in this in this mission from Kilaim right When, when he says that nothing that you have is really yours the produce that you have in your in your half of the field and the produce that your neighbor has in his half of the field right that 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 all belongs to God and Rabbi Meir sort of knows this and learned this lesson from personal experience in this really sort of horrible way and uh I can't help but read this Mishnah and think about this story because it seems to me that that Rabbi Meir what he's talking about here both from a theological point of view and also just from like a, you know, a talkless halakhic point of view, he's really talking about more than just, than just crops, right? He is affirming a theological principle that he knows to be true, that he has to know to be true because he cannot live in a world where this isn't true because this is the kind of world that he lives in and his theology, his whole life now is based around this idea. And Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yossi maybe haven't had to learn the same lesson about ownership, as, as Rabbi Meir has. So my hope for all of us is that we can sort of live within this tension, right, and sort of try to find elements of truth in what both parties are saying and recognize that everything we have is really a gift from God in the, you know, in the truest sense and also sort of recognize the ways that we need to take responsibility for things that, that we have as well. So thank you so much for listening. This has been The Daily Doff Differently.